0: And welcome to Good Sex Bad Sex a podcast from metro.co.uk.
1: It's a bit like a broken heart, but we've got a bigger crack <laughs> 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 My- <laughs> I don't care I know I'm laughing at myself but <laughs> it's funny because it's true.
0: <laughs> you, you. My name is Bibi Lynch. <laughs> and
1: I'm Miranda Cade. And who are we speaking with today, Miranda? oh today we are speaking with someone who i think got a little inspired by us because i know i know not only was she a former podcast guest but she is now doing her own podcast herself but you know whatever
2: hi i'm sarah davidson i'm the divorce coach helping you cope with any kind of breakup or divorce
1: So normally, we're all about making relationships work, but our guest today has 20 years experience in mending broken hearts when they don't. And we obviously made such a great impression because this former guest is now a podcaster herself. Please welcome Sarah Davidson. Hello. Thank you. Sarah, did we make podcasting look too easy last time? Was that the problem?
2: (laughs) It's certainly not. You guys make it look super easy. I know. I know now (laughs) how hard it is.
0: <laughs> She's in competition. Well, be nice-ish.
2: <laughs> no, well, hopefully you'll come on, on my podcast and then, then we can all be friends again. Yeah. <laughs> so we,
0: you were one of our first ever guests about three years ago. Why why have you ignored us for three years? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, did you not get my letters? Did you not get well, my Valentine's Day cards? No. <laughs> Maybe my band science card's at the bottom of the pack that you're still working through.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah.
2: So tell us about your podcast. Well, it's called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I get so many messages, so many DMs about people who are really struggling, especially right now. I think during the pandemic, you know, you know the breakup rates have gone through the roof. There's a law firm reporting a 122% increase in divorce rates just in the last six months of 2020 so it was no wonder that I was getting so many messages and I just thought how do I reach people and get all this information out so I decided to put together a podcast which is uplifting because people often say the divorce coach well that's a depressing job but actually you know there's people out there that need the help and support to start feeling happy again and my work is transformational. It's it's not about going over the story. But that's one of the things I say. Stop. Don't do it. Stop talking about it. But tell me once so I understand, but then let's move on. So it's about replacing, a, replacing the sad story with something more uplifting and moving your life forward. So it is uplifting. The podcast is great. We've got some amazing guests like you guys who will be coming up soon. Um, <laughs> and and, you know it's really inspiring empowering stories just a bit of fun to, to help people take what's a difficult time and turn it into something that they can get stronger from They might may have the scars but it doesn't have to define you and you can go on to redesign the life that you're you're excited to live and that's what I'm trying to get across and help people with
1: do you find there are many people that are still having to, because we're in lockdown, which is such a weird position to be in when you split up with someone. So are you finding that many people are still staying together? Because I, I saw this phrase <laughs> that makes it sound like something from The Hunger Games, where you use um, enforced togetherness.
2: Like, Ooh. what is
1: enforced togetherness?
2: <laughs> that like that's Mary. what we are. It's <laughs> <a metro laughs> contract yeah (laughs) yeah I think just the way things have worked out where you have to be at home for the large proportion of the day means that you are having to spend time with loved ones Interestingly, I've got a, a lady that I'm coaching at the moment her relationship would definitely have lasted the test of time it was one of those relationships where she's really into her tennis and she's got a big group of girly mates and they're her life her social life so quite often she'll meet them she works as well so she's got a busy job in the evenings she'll go out for drinks she goes to the pub with the girls her husband is a real golfer so he's got his weekend golfing matches that he does or whatever they're called tournaments and off he goes so their relationship was based on working really well they're really happy together for many years but because the dynamic was they spent so much time apart so now that relationship is really struggling because they can't be together for that amount of time. The dynamic. It's not that they're not nice people. They don't care about each other. But the dynamic of their relationship doesn't thrive in those conditions. So it's really sad seeing what's going on in some cases. But, you know, there's always a positive. There's always a way to turn it around, hit yourself back up and move on. And, and that's what it's all about.
0: What you're saying about the hundred and twenty you know percent rise in divorce rates for for this specific firm. I know there are people saying as well though that you know people have made relationships work and everything, but let's not dwell on them. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> with never to make bastards. <laughs> with um, <laughs> I'm intrigued about, are, are you dealing with people? So we'll talk a little bit more about the podcast in a second, but in, I mean, this might be you, might be doing this in a podcast anyway, but in your um, coaching, are you dealing with any people that have made the decision to break up that they are going to split, but they still have to actually be together? So not enforced togetherness in that you know, spending every minute with your, with your loved one. There's a friend of mine said, often with relationships, it's what happens outside of the house that makes what happens inside the house work. But are you dealing with people that have actually said, no, that's it, we're going to break up, but lockdown means they, they can't
2: start that yet? Yeah, I've got lots of clients who broke up after the first lockdown, so they made the decision. So when the rules were loosened, and people like, right, I'm going to find a flat, I'm going to do this, I'm going to move out, we've got to tell the kids. And then all of a sudden, wow they're back in it and they haven't gone anywhere and they're stuck together. So, To be fair, a lot of them are coping pretty well with that because they're now living separate lives within that home, which is very challenging. But actually having made that decision can sometimes lift a bit of the freshness. Having had those difficult discussions, sometimes better, but you know, it's, a tough, it's a tough time for everyone with the anxiety and the stress and the uncertainty that is going on with COVID you put that on top of any other situation whether it's grief of of bereavement or of work uncertainty or of a breakup and everything seems so much worse because we're not operating from our normal stable base we're already on a shaky foundation and I think that's why we've just got to be super kind to people and a lot more understanding and that's definitely why I'm doing a lot more you know doing a lot of free videos my podcast everything just to give that support and I think a lot of coaches in, in my situation are doing the same thing.
1: Have you got any basic nuggets of wisdom for people who are in that
2: position? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, first of all, you've got to look after yourself. You know, people are struggling to do that. Homeschooling, I don't know if you're doing that, but oh my goodness, (laughs) (laughs) it's a nightmare. So, you know, I mean, you've got to give to your kids, you've got to give to if your ex is still in the house, you know, everyone's got to walk on eggshells. It's quite difficult. But first of all, you've got to start looking after you. Now, it's difficult because looking after me for me would be. Down to get my nails done and have my haircut. Can't do that, so I'm going to try and do it myself. It's not always great, but you know, just running a bath, you know, getting uh, a little bath bomb or something that can just relax. You know, getting time out, creating like your own sanctuary in your home where you can shut the door and it's peaceful and no one's going to knock, and no one's going to disturb you. You've just got that time for you. And I think looking after yourself, whether it's going for a walk, going for a run. You know, doing a socially distanced walk with somebody that you care about is, is important just for your own sanity, because you've almost, like in the airplane, you put your own oxygen mask on first before you can help anyone else. And I think, you know, especially um, people that are looking after people, maybe you've got dependent family who aren't well, or you've got, you know, kids in the house, we're used to giving, 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 but there comes a point where the tank is empty, and so we've got to look after ourselves first. So that would definitely be my first tip. And my second tip, which I see at the moment, like this morning I had a call from a lady. She's absolutely just at her wit's end because she, she'd given her husband, they're still married, a list of things to do and he hasn't done them. So, you know, but there were lots of things on that list from, you know, things that he could do physically, like the DIY, but down to things that involve looking after her a bit, sort of helping her solve some problems. She has an issue with one of her friends at the moment. Everyone's got high attentions and running eye. So one of her friendships... But he's so good at that. He doesn't want to talk about it with her. It's really upsetting her. So she put it on the list. Talk to me about Meg and what we're going to do, what I should do. Now, the thing is, we wouldn't normally go to our partner for everything. We have friends, don't we, and family members, other people. But I think when you're stuck in full walls, you're, a lot of people are putting the whole responsibility for their entire lives on this other person's shoulders. And, you know, sometimes they're just not the right people for that. So still reach out to your friends. Still ask people you would normally ask. But you have to pick up the phone we have to do a FaceTime so just make that extra effort I
0: think is important. in your podcast are you what's the format so are you taking a real life story a real life person and kind of coaching
2: them is that is that it is their
0: take home or how are you doing it
2: so some of them are me taking a topic so I've done you know how to mend a broken heart um abuse how to cope with difficult partners you know all those kind of topics that are you know, very relevant right now uh, but also I get guests on to talk about their experiences so I have had a lot of guests talking about their personal experience of divorce how they've turned it around so some amazing female guests but also lots of male guests who you know maybe did the leaving and felt guilty so it's showing both sides of it, I tried to, to be all encompassing for everybody so there's something everyone can learn and take from it I also ask people to dm me questions and topics they'd like to have talked about just so that I make sure I make it as relevant as possible yeah, it varies. And then sometimes I take someone on and like, sort of help them through a situation as well. So, yeah, a bit of everything, really.
1: Has there been anything that's been a, a mind-blowing thing that you've learnt from your guests or, or from the DMs that you've had?
0: <laughs> yes,
2: there was one
0: guest. <laughs> oh, there's a picture here, Miriam. Yes, there's, there's a photo. <laughs> well,
2: uh, my very dear friend, Jason Bale, is... <laughs> Is I don't know if you heard of him. He's the Juice Master. So he's the guy that has the juicing retreats around the world. As all the celebrities go. And I've known Jason for I don't know 25 years. I think we met at the Anthony Robbins motivational seminar we went to years ago. All a bit crazy back in the day. But anyway, he's super successful. and Has lots of celebrities on his retreats. He's happily divorced. So I wanted to talk to him about how he divorced his last his his wife because they are still really good friends. And that's quite difficult. It's quite rare this day and age. And yeah, he's a really decent guy. He's now been with his girlfriend, his current girlfriend, for 16 years, and they just had a little boy. So we were talking about what keeps your relationship alive. Now, I was not expecting that swinging and sex parties would be a topic we covered, but he went there and he told us all about it and how it works and how that is how he keeps his relationship alive. So that was amazing. Um, some interesting <laughs> feedback from various people, but yeah. I think- <laughs> You never know what goes on with my coasters or what's gonna work for you.
1: I want to know my feedback would be can you tell me where the juice master is having a sex party and how I can join him <laughs> <laughs> if someone called the juice master I want him at my <laughs> sex party yeah <gasps> like how you're saying oh back in the day we were crazy and your version of crazy was to go and see a motivational speaker yeah. and not spend three days off your tits on E in a field <laughs> <laughs>
0: no no see that's just how sad I am <laughs> once again Miranda reveals too much <laughs> <laughs> too much your words Miranda we can hear them too much <laughs> sweet cheeks too much um I know Miranda asked you this last time you were on and I, I was really appalled that she asked you this and I apologize I think I apologize at the time but I'll ask it again now so have you got any kind of interesting divorced men happily divorced men that are free Miranda yeah.
2: Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's worth asking it's true it's a great question and if thank you don't you. Ask, you don't get thank you I don't know about you but the only person that knocks at my door every day is the postman and he's in his 60s and he's not interested in me so he's established so yeah, mine, I mean, mine didn't sh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've established we don't want to hear that conversation
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit desperate it's a bit of time no he's lovely but Yeah, I I do think that there's a lot of people going through breakups who think that that's it and there's no way to get back out there. But I interviewed uh, the dating coach actually the other day from the States, this this, uh, amazing American guy. who has got all the answers to online dating and what works, what doesn't work. And he was saying that, interestingly enough, online dating is so much better than meeting people in real life, even outside of the pandemic, because he said everybody is online these days. So if, for example, you thought, well, I'll go to Starbucks in like a busy place and, and I'm bound to sort of see someone and maybe if I hang out there for a couple of hours, I might catch someone's eye. He said, there's no chance. He said, because they've all got their head down on their phone. He said, so you may as well have your head down on your phone and be on the app. So they're probably looking at as they're queuing at Starbucks. Because <laughs> <get a> <laughs> if you're trying to get their attention from the other side of the room, it's not going to work. So, it was interesting so I I think a lot of people are nervous about it men and women about getting back into the dating scene being married for a long time it, mm. it is daunting you know to go back out there and there are a lot of widows, aren't there are out there mm. there are a lot and it's us want...
1: for a start <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have to make sure you know what you're you want before you start going out there because otherwise you might get sidetracked by people that maybe aren't going to serve you the way that you need to. So have. for example, I always say, don't just look for what you want. Because we all know what we want. It might be tall, dark, handsome, short, blonde, blue, whatever it is. But what do you need? Because what you need is so much more important for the success of the relationship. So what you'll find is that if your partner cheated on you or wasn't very honest with you, then honesty might be up there or if your partner wasn't great at helping you, like the lady I mentioned earlier, solve your friendship problems or your emotional problems, maybe emotional intelligence is going to be up there or ability to talk about feelings, God forbid, would be on the list. So, you know, those sort of things are important. But, you know, dating can be fun and even social distance dating can be fun. No,
0: I think, I mean, I don't want to accuse you of being drunk on our podcast. <laughs> but. <laughs> dating (laughs) is a bloody nightmare and what i need the what we want what we need what i need is for you to start up your own dating agency (laughs) like a matchmaking one miranda this is brilliant write it down you've got pen in your hand (laughs) i'm on it that you so these people have sadly broken up sadly Mm -hmm. broken up and and then you can kind of go ah i could fix you with so and so and such this is a money spinner for you Oh
2: well, you know, come on board and we'll set it up. Why not?
0: Yeah, I'm very happy about this.
1: (laughs) I think, But it sounds like it's not just a podcast of people with broken hearts who have just broken up with people. Like, it sounds like there's so many other topics of conversation that are just good for life.
2: Yeah. I mean, everything I teach, they're all transferable life skills. So a lot of what I teach can help you get through COVID. If you think that, you know, learning to live without a loved one and becoming more self-reliant, well, isn't that what all of us are doing right now? You know, learning new skills, having to fill time where we normally be with other people, but on our own, you know, getting used to huge change. It's not something that human beings really enjoy. We don't like change. In fact, that's why people stay in relationships that they know are rubbish and actually potentially unhealthy because we're so scared of what might be. You know, at least we know this is really bad. And even naturally having the certainty <laughs> is bad, we will stay. So yeah. It's, it's really about moving on in life and making the most out of things. How do you think we will
0: move on in life love wise then? Because this whole thing about us becoming or becoming more self reliant, that's not necessarily been a, a happy experience for a lot of people. So do you think how we love and what we look for and what we need will change much after the pandemic?
2: Yeah, I think there's a trap we have to be careful of, which is when they say, okay, lockdown's over, we don't just run out and attach ourselves to the first person that shows us one tiny sign of affection with a heartbeat. You know, I think we need to just be really aware that there's more to a successful relationship than that. That doesn't mean you can't have fun, but it just means if you're looking for, to avoid getting your heart broken all over again, you've got to go in with your eyes wide open. But I do think, I do think it's in a good way We're looking for the smaller things that make us happy, you know, rather than the big gestures, you know, like I had a client the other day was telling me that her last boyfriend took her off to the Maldives within a couple of weeks of meeting him. And she had this amazing lifestyle with him, but she could never have had before with him if he hadn't turned up. But actually now that wasn't so important. She just wanted someone that could cook her a meal that she hadn't cooked. <laughs> she could not have to worry about food for the night. And the smaller things, just being kind and you know showing up when you need them, that sort of thing would be more important. So I do think that love, what we look for has changed. I think what we appreciate in life has changed. I think a lot of us have sort of realised that some of the excesses we used to have in our life we could live without, they're not important. And it's the smaller things that really do make us happy.
1: Do you think there's anything we should be particularly like looking out for? Like I saw one of your things was about love language. Uh, oh, does, it, yeah. does it repel Mr. Right? Like what, <laughs> kind of things, what kind
2: of things should I be saying or doing? Well, love languages are great. I mean, this was something that Gary Chapman wrote a book on called the Five Languages of Love. And there's five different ways that we show our love to our partners. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's how they show us love. is where <laughs> disconnect can show. So, for example, there's uh, words of affection. So saying you look nice uh, or I love you, those kind of things. Um, physical touch, so holding your hand and um, you know giving you a cuddle, that kind of thing. Uh, gifts is on the list. Quality time is another one. And acts of service. Now, so acts of service are things like making a cup of tea for your partner or maybe washing the car or something like that. The challenge is, if you, like me, are, you've got words of uh, affection that you, or appreciation, that's your way of demonstrating love. So you'll say, I love you to your partner. But you will expect them to say it back in a certain way because our language, our predominant language, is the way that we feel loved as well. But my last boyfriend I was saying, his was acts of service. So he would do lots of things to help me. But I was like, well, of course you're doing that. You know, we're living together and yeah, taking the bins out, washing the car. That's your job. I'm doing these jobs. You know, that's how we've worked it out. But that wasn't it. That was how he was showing he loved me, not verbally. So there's a disconnect there. And you can often see that, you know, people feel unloved or even sometimes disrespected by their partner because... They're not getting the love in the way that they feel it. Their partner's like, but I love you. It's is crazy. Look, I took the bins out and I've walked the dog and I've cleaned the back patio. It's like, I don't care. You don't put a, you know, put a kiss on a text or you don't say <laughs> I love you before I've said it. You know, that, that's important. So those things are, are really fun to get to know. While we haven't got much else we could do, You know, learning about yourself during these times and actually getting a deeper understanding of what makes you tick and what kind of partner you are, so then when you're out there dating, you can match up much quicker and easier to people because you can see where the disconnect might be.
0: But this is why I maintain me, me, people meeting is a miracle. People meeting and they're both single and they both like each other and they're both available mentally and physically and emotionally. It's a bloody miracle. And that's why I rely on astrology. And that's why... <laughs> <laughs> How is that working out for you, Bibi? <laughs> I don't like your tone, Jameson. <laughs> You come on here drunk. <laughs> you steal our podcast. And now it's working really badly, thank you. Can, can people have many of those love languages? Because I, I definitely recognise four of the five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you might want them all, but we have probably one or two that are predominant. So you can find out. And also we have rules. So for example, I, I mine's words of appreciation, but I also have rules. So if you say you love me back, when I've said it first, it doesn't count in the number of times you have to tell me a day. I'm a nightmare. I, when I <laughs> how's how's that working out for you, Davidson? And, <laughs> and I, had to really, I had to really give myself a big talkie to about it. So I was like, this is ridiculous. You've got to say it 10 <laughs> times a day, but you can't say it in response. It has yeah. to come from you. It's like, yeah. oh my God, this is no wonder. So, you know, if you consciously know about these things, that's the beauty of it. Once you go on these journeys, you can kind of oh, okay, yeah, I can see, I can see that he actually's trying, at <laughs> least given the benefit of the doubt. So yeah, it's interesting.
1: Do you do you talk to many couples that are on the the teetering brink of, of breaking up, or are you more talking to people afterwards? Or like if someone's thinking, I think we're we're close here, what can they is there
2: something they can do? Yeah, absolutely. I, I tend to deal with individuals rather than couples. There's a lot of couple therapists that are much better at working with that couple dynamic than, than me. So I try to stay in my lane, which is like he said he's going to leave me when lockdown's over. That, I get a lot of people in that situation, or she's going to leave me. So I deal with men and women. So at that point, there is a lot you can still do. You know, if the if the relationship if you're still in it, then I would definitely suggest trying to fix your relationship because sometimes. In the culture we live in today, where it's just everything, if something's not working, we change it. Well, you know, the grass isn't always greener. So the important thing is to work really hard to try and save your relationship by improving your communication. So if there's something that's not right, being able to create a safe space to talk about it that isn't blaming. So you could say, for example, um, you know, I, I'm not sure if you realised, um, but when you do X, well, you drop your clothes on the floor, It actually makes me feel really upset and disrespected. Now I don't know if that's your intention, and just leave it to see if they come back. So most say normal loving people say, Well, actually, yeah, I didn't mean to upset you or try and do something about it. If if though you can't have those conversations, then really just becoming the change you want to see and, and going there yourself rather than verbally talking about it, because that can come across as just constant nagging, which again can be a disconnect. So sometimes just by being happier or easier to be around or you know, making things work just to see if your, your partner will step up the game. Sometimes they will and sometimes they won't. But if they won't engage in discussion to work with you, you can try being the change you want to see. But if that doesn't work, then that is the rise right to the wall, And don't keep punishing yourself because you can't be the one that's making compromises or even sacrifices. So it's important just to, to, to do your best to try to save it. And if you can't, then at least you have more clarity. But give yourself... I would say 12 weeks to work through it, test different things, see what you can do, because at the end of it, you'll have a lot more clarity on whether you can sustain those changes or whether it's just not working.
1: That's so interesting.
0: I think what you said earlier as well about that whole, um, if you've made that decision, that might make the, it might ease the tension a little bit, lift the tension a little bit, so actually make it. And I think there's, there's real truth in that thing as well as, once you put something out, then, I'm not talking in terms of universe, but to yourself, if you articulate something and say it, this isn't working. It's hard to not do something about it then, and it's hard yeah. not to let life just just move it. so that's why I kind of think as well you're saying that people will appreciate the smaller things once this is all over. I also think people will have that life is too short, mm. so they'll make big decisions once this is over,
2: yeah, I think that's true, I think. A lot of people are realising that they've settled or that maybe they just drifted apart over time and they were still together because maybe the kids were there or they had some interest in common, but actually it's not making them happy in the long run. It's not going to make them happy in the long run. Yeah, There, there are so many opportunities. If your relationship isn't working and it is coming to an end, whether it's your decision or not, you can use this as an opportunity to just turn your whole life around. Detox out everything that's not working for you like almost like a spring clean it's a great time of you just to you know not just your ex but the people in your life that don't make you happy you know how can you spend less time or eliminate them, you know from your life the the things that you're doing that you've got into a habit of doing that you don't really enjoy doing or don't add anything to your life so actually going through a breakup is a great time to spring clean your life so that you can then move forward and create and design a life that you really enjoy with more people in it that you like and if you don't have as many as you'd like right now that could be a project to go out there and meet more people so there's things you can start to put in place but you have to decide and you have to take action I think that's important it's just it's like my postman he knocks at the door but nothing's happening (laughs) (laughs)
0: leave
2: him alone I love that idea of like Phoenix
1: from the ashes and yeah, regeneration, um, like Doctor Who. Um, I've got, <laughs> I do have one last question. And I think for anyone who is going through a breakup at the moment, this is probably why they're listening to this this podcast. I think they're all asking the same question, which is what is the best breakup song?
2: Oh, ooh. 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 Oh, there's so many. My personal one is mm. Titanium. David Guetta.
1: Oh, I like that. It's big. It's yeah. explosive. It makes you get up out of bed yeah. and start
2: again. And you like can it. sing it loud in the car. I love it. Yeah. It's just you know fire away, and you know you're still standing. I love it. I like oh, the yeah. I like the lyrics that one. What's your favorite one?
0: BB, you love it. You love agadoo, don't you, Mary? Still,
1: <laughs> I do. Um, I bloody love pushing a pineapple and shaking a tree. I know,
0: sweet cheeks, but but not 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 on video again, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, Miranda, um, well, must I say I will survive? Must Ooh. I say it?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: or going going for the classic? Yeah. yeah. I quite like, you
1: just mentioned the I'm Still Standing. I quite like I'm Still Standing now that you've got that in your head. Uh, But of course, I think one of the best breakup songs that anyone can have, it's at number one at the moment. I'm going to put it back into everyone's head. Is Bing Bang Bong. And this,
0: and that was it. That was it davison that, that was it that was it that's why we're breaking <laughs> uh, up right
2: fair enough we all see managed to get it, it out of our head enough. for an hour can i just say right as
0: well my there. final question is if you've ever have you ever coached someone and you fancied them right have you told them to get rid of their other half? <laughs> miranda asked me
2: to ask that <laughs> did, she? did she uh, yeah. uh no I've, <laughs> I've never done that <laughs> to be honest i don't date clients so yeah if you want to date me don't be a client Oh um, yeah. But yeah, no. But you know, I can always send them your way. So now we're gonna get the dating app. Finally. Up. I can send them your way. Now <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> back
0: in three years' time. <laughs> Thanks.
1: It's all right. I'm I'm used to, to soggy leftovers, it's fine. But it means you don't get you don't have to shit where you eat, which is uh, <laughs> I agree.
0: Once again, the pictures you paint with your words. <laughs> my love language. This is my <laughs> love language. <laughs> Colourful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shit where you eat, love language. <laughs> Miriam, that's gonna, the book. I'm going to that. I'm put it in my next book. Yeah, <laughs> you can go. stop <laughs> it. That's the right. book. <laughs> Your podcast sounds brilliant. I think it sounds fabulous. It was so lovely to see you again. Mm. Yeah, where you can people too,
1: Thank you. Where can people find out more?
2: So the uh, Heartbreaks Happiness podcast is on all podcast platforms, usual ones like iTunes and Buzzsprout's um but if you want to check out my website because i do coaching and i'm running virtual heartbreak to happiness retreats now as well so supporting people through heartbreak virtually so yeah lots going on and lots of support available free as well free support and guides available at Sarahdavison.com.
1: brilliant thank you so much sarah thank thanks you. sarah
2: take care
1: Very much to our guest, the one and only divorce coach, Sarah Davison.
0: Divorce coach. Divorce. Shit, I
1: love her. I think she's absolutely. I'm so. I'm so excited actually, for her to have her own podcast because she's got so much like to say about different things, and it's not all just about breaking up and divorcing or splitting up from someone, like there's so many things that you can learn from, like I love what she was saying about looking after yourself first and I think that's something you can take into all parts of life, you know, no matter what you're doing then you are the person, just take five minutes out, go and pour yourself a bath, have a nice bath bomb, light a lovely candle and just take five minutes for yourself and have that time I think that's really important.
0: I'm not having my heart broken again because I'm not going near anyone again my name's Bebe Lynch uh,
1: and I Miranda Kane
0: and Good Sex Bad Sex was produced by Junette Nichols for Metro.co.uk
1: and you can get in touch with us if your love language is talking to people then you can get in touch see what I did there see what I did I did just fuck off and make a cup of tea no I'm all about (laughs) talking get in touch with us on Twitter you can absolutely wash my car as well if that is your love language yes wash my car Uh, but get in touch with us on Twitter at Good Sex Bad Sex with a triple X at the end
0: we're on Insta at Good Good Sex Bad Sex, and um, if you have a sexy question or a query, or unlike Sarah, um, who wouldn't give up the details, if you've got um, a sexy divorced. <laughs> D- divorce bloke knocking around just send him my way uh, email us info at sexpod.co.uk
1: and once you've done all that only then will you be able to hear us this time same place same podcast channel next week
0: I've got to say Miranda I'm finding your professionalism quite arousing these days <laughs>
1: thank you say so, try and <laughs> <You're very dry>. i <laughs>